Fantasy Draft, the only rake-free daily fantasy site, brings the heat again with a $300,000 guaranteed rake-free contest, the Hooters Main Event. This is the largest and only rake-free contest of its kind you will find for Week 7. And remember, only on Fantasy Draft are 100% of entry fees paid to contest winners. Sign up at FantasyDraft.com with referral code FFPARTY, and you'll get a free 7-day trial. The trio behind Fanball's original pants party in the mid-2000s have reunited for insightful fantasy football advice, entertaining analysis, and a few dated comedic cultural references. Let us put our pants on. Absolutely. Stay here for lineup help, free agent recommendations, DFS advice, and everything else you need to win your league and run with the big dogs. Resurrecting what was once greatness. This is the Fantasy Football Party Podcast, featuring Sport Radar's Bo Mitchell and John now, here's Anthony Maggio. Happy Week 7, everybody. Welcome. It is the Fantasy Football Party brought to you by our friends at Fantasy Draft. You've got Bo, you've got Tuvi, you've got me, Anthony Maggio, here once again at JL Beers in Burnsville. The I believe the, the traditional gift for Week 7 is beer. Is that right? Yes. Oh, we got it right then. Yeah. Just like all the other weeks. Yeah, well... <laughs> The traditional gift every week is Tuvi finding an inappropriate beer name and trying to order it, but <sighs> unfortunately it was out this week. But you still got some good stuff here at JL Beers. Well, I could always fall back on the morning wood like last week, but you could. Uh, with no belching beaver, I just uh, I decided it's it's October. That's that's a fest of a month, so I'm going to start my journey through the eleven Oktoberfest beers they have on the menu and see if we can finish it by the end of the show. And I'm just going to gloss over all the first part of that. I've got my the pumpkins back, Southern Tier Pumpkin. That's my go-to pumpkin beer. You know how I like my pumpkin beers. I, I do. Want to know what I'm drinking? I do, Bo, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> drinking a Greenbelt Premium. All right. But they have hams back on tap this week. Oh, so, man. So, dilemma. That'll be, that'll be cerveza dos. Nice. You might get a uh, – you might just be surrounded by Maggio's in a little bit. There's a chance – the family shows up here after ice skating practice this evening. Okay. So we, sh- we should have ordered more beers. Yeah, yeah we might need them. And well, they have your earmuffs on. <laughs> <laughs> might actually, yeah, be probably For the kids. You, <laughs> you found a way to mute me again. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll just save up for our immediate regrets next week. But in the meantime, <laughs> let's talk about the ones that we have from week six. The Party Podcast now continues with... I immediately regret this decision. Let's find out what moves Maggio, Mitchell, and Tubi feel remorse over. Uh, I guess I'll start. And this one is... Uh this is more results than process oriented, though it's it just as out. much process oriented. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a bit of both. But um, we've talked on this show before about how um, you know we we know we're not going to get every call right, but it still sucks when we get them wrong, especially when it's like you know a a frequent uh, guest uh, of our show or a frequent contributor on the uh, social medias. And loyal listener Luke had a question about. Uh, some receivers, and I ended up telling him to play Robert Woods over Stephon Diggs. And honestly, he asked about Dick Woods, and I should have just said bench <laughs> Dick Woods, and that would have been then every, all would have been right with the world. And when I was basically what I was betting on it, like to go back to the process elements of that was the I figured the Rams were going to kind of opt out of the run game with Gurley being out and the 49ers having a stout defensive front. And so, you know, given that, I thought there's going to be a lot of volume opportunity. Meanwhile. You know, Mike Zimmer's shown that he will be stubborn regardless of what the, you know, opponent's strengths or weaknesses might be. 
Um, and given that it was a home game to boot, I sort of discounted how poor that, you know, it wasn't that I, I undersold how poor that defense was, at least in the secondary. For the Eagles, I, I knew how bad it was. I just I didn't think it was going to play out the way it did because I just thought they were going to continue to be stubborn and run the ball. And, of course, we all saw the fireworks Stephon Diggs uh, put up, and he got a season-high 11 targets. He had 11 targets in his previous two games combined and only three in the game before that. And so, you know, I... You told him the to bench digs. I told him the to bench digs, and would it didn't scored work out. at least. Yeah, very, <laughs> once he did. he did score once. <laughs> it's interesting, like now, you know, as I like I said, it's the, you know, the the targets were a season high for him. Uh, you know, he's kind of he's he's shown up basically kind of every other week, right? He had a touchdown, then just 15 yards. Then he had 108 yards, then just under 50. Then he just had this huge blow up game, and I'm wondering, you know, based on you know, we're actually seeing snap rates kind of low for Diggs, and we know he's got a little bit of an injury history. Like, part of me wants to say, maybe this ain't a bad time to go selling Stephon Diggs. I don't know. What say you guys? Are you more holds on Stephon right now? I, you you hit on just about every aspect of, of Diggs in that he has been hit or miss, and, and I think that's going to play out the rest of the year because they have other targets. They haven't even used Kyle Rudolph, and he's got no tight end no active Mm -hmm. tight end has more touchdowns yards or catches against the lions than kyle rudolph so (laughs) maybe this is your kyle rudolph game Thielen needs to get fed and oh yeah they like to run the ball about half the time so um you know i watched that process play out as you were uh narrowing down uh uh, luke's decision there and ruling digs out and and there was nothing wrong with with your reasoning and going forward i mean if you find somebody that thinks Stephon Diggs is a three-touchdown-a-week guy and will pay accordingly. I don't mind getting out of that. Yeah, it's sell, t- it's sell time on Diggs if you, if you can. If you can get good market value for him, why not? But I will say that uh, in the Vikings' perfect world, they still are feeding uh, Diggs and Thielen a lot, mm-hmm. you know, running half the time, obviously. But uh, they don't have a lot behind Diggs and Thielen in, in, no, the, in the wide receiver uh, room. So... Yeah. Uh, they got B.C. Johnson. <laughs> they had to re-sign Laquan Treadwell, so uh, not a whole lot there. And they don't feature the tight ends much in the passing game. They, they haven't thrown to Rudolph, like you stated, and they've got a great uh, young tight end, Irv, Irv Smith, that looks fantastic, but they only get the ball to him maybe once or twice a game. So um, yeah. maybe those are selling points while you try to right. sell high on digs. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd sell high because you're not going to get another <laughs> three-touchdown game out of him and this what's, year. What really was weird, you know, I was looking up his snap rates just for the season, and he's you think of the Vikings as Thielen and Diggs and no one else as receivers, so those two guys are obviously going to be on the field. Diggs has been at 74% or less four times already this season in terms of offensive snaps. A season low 63% in his big yeah. game last week. Like, yeah, he comes off a lot with little injuries, yeah. and when he's when he's running 50 yards downfield, yep. yeah, that means he's off <laughs> he's off yeah. the field on the next play too. So yeah, I mean, I I understand like if he, if you want to hold him instead of like chopping him around. I mean, if you're being that we're in Minnesota, you know that you might be able to get a little bit for Diggs on a you know a homer might want to pay for him, but. Um, you know, if it, it's not a perfect comp, but it's sort of like the Sony Michelle of wide receivers, <laughs> in that you just have to keep putting him in your lineup and take the ups with the downs. Because yeah. if you if you start trying to chase good weeks, you're going to get bad weeks, and then you sit, you know back off after bad weeks, you're going to get the good weeks, and you. You know, I'm going to get into the facts of life scene theme song here real quick. But um, Thielen is definitely the more consistent one uh, that Kirk Cousins seems to find every week for something. And 
he's the other part of this that we haven't really discussed here. Kirk Cousins is, you know, about as roller coaster as they get. So you're, yeah. you're, he's, he t- he's tied directly to Diggs' performance as well. So yeah. put that into the into the mix. All right. Well, so long story short, I'm sorry, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to regret next? I'll, I'll go ahead. Uh, you know, watching the Arizona game. And thinking about the trade offer that that Maj had on the table about uh, I could either give up David Johnson, which I, I'm not planning on doing at this point, or he was offering me Chase Edmonds for some low end draft picks. And you know, after about the first handful of touches with Chase Edmonds, I was kicking myself for not making mm-hmm. that deal. Arizona's ninth in fantasy points by running backs, and it's not all David Johnson. They're third in running back receiving yards. They're tied for first in running back receiving touchdowns. The way that offense is operating, and, and I think it's only going to get better the more experience that, that Kyler Murray gets, there are enough snaps in Arizona at the pace that they're playing the game that there's a, fan, a fantasy place for Edmonds. So mm-hmm. yep. I might have to uh, revisit the uh, the trade offer from Maj and uh, you know, pay a little more, unfortunately, this Handcuff time. with benefits, as we've there yeah. you go. spoken about often. Fuzzy handcuffs. Let's call them fuzzy I, handcuffs. Pers- that's, no. Personally, I think Tuvi should just sell me David Johnson. I think that would be the easiest thing <laughs> right. for, for a few few auction dollars. I'd give him a little more. That'll, that'll do it. I, I, gave him, I gave him a reasonable starting offer. I think we'll, we'll, we'll discuss over beers we'll after the show. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll jump in. We'll make it a three-way. Hey. Whoa, whoa huh? Right. It is kind of a big deal then. <laughs> Should I go? Yeah. Our immediate regret after last week's podcast was the fact that we totally forgot to mention the return, the impending return of Sam Darnold. We chose to forget. We forgot. We totally (laughs) forgot. And we we put it in the show notes headlines uh, to to mock ourselves as we are wont to do. And uh, uh, dovetailing off of that, my immediate regret is that uh, I didn't uh, get in on getting some more Jets action prior to his return last week, and that includes – Sam Darnold, and then specifically Robbie Anderson and a little Chris Herndon. Darnold, of course, mm-hmm. had 338 yards, a couple touchdowns. Anderson, who I touted all preseason and said he was maybe, you know, he's going to be on the receiving end of uh, Sam Darnold bombs this year. Well, what happens? He catches a 92-yard touchdown pass from him, the longest play from scrimmage of the season uh, last week in his return. And then Chris Herndon's uh, returning from his hamstring this week, maybe, hopefully, Monday night mm-hmm. football game, so it's kind of tough to throw them in your lineup yet. But um, you know, aside from the lousy matchup for them this uh, this week against the Patriots on Monday night, again, I'll go back to the fact that hey, Sam Darnold's a really good looking young quarterback. He loves throwing downfield to Robbie Anderson, and the rest of their schedule is as follows: after the Patriots, the Jaguars, the Dolphins, the Giants, the Redskins, the Raiders, the Bengals, the Dolphins again. And the Steelers. I believe so, the Raiders are the toughest passing game matchup on that. It's, I believe it's um, it's a cupcake schedule the rest of the yeah. way for the Jets. So I've uh, it, you know I've gone out and picked up uh, Sam Darnold in the one league. Uh, well, there was a couple, uh, actually just one league where he was still available, and I overpaid a little bit this week because I didn't go get him last week and. Were it not for some roster uh, size restrictions and uh, a tough Monday night matchup and a hamstring injury, I'd have Herndon on, on more of my teams yeah. right now too. And Robbie Anderson, I unfortunately just missed the boat. I, he's already he was snatched up already last week. The um, that that jet schedule you just uh, listed off was was a schedule that came up when we were talking about. Um, gosh, this might have been even like week one or two 
like looking at fantasy defenses to pick up later in the season. Yeah. And CJ, th- their defense has not been good. Um, but CJ Mosley's been hurt, and he is a very much a difference maker on that defense. So it, it sounds like he's going to be back soon, like in the next week or two soon, right. just in time for that good schedule. So if you've been streaming streaming defenses, you might even, if you've got the roster space, to pick them up a week early because I don't think you want to start them against the Patriots. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, maybe but, uh, but if you can get in you know, before, uh, before the getting's good there, I think uh, you will be thanking yep. yourself for that later. Yep. Cool. Hey, we had a lot of positivity for the regret segment there overall. I like that. Good outlook. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's throw it a bow at the uh, Channel 4 News Desk. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Yeah, we have a lot of news this week, and uh, hopefully we won't leave out any Sam Darnold-sized uh uh, news, but uh, the Titans, speaking of quarterbacks, made a change this week from Marcus Mariota going with Ryan, Ryan Tannehill uh, facing the Chargers this week. Another quarterback news, Mitchell Trubisky, left shoulder injury, mm-hmm. could be returning this week against the Saints. It's kind of trending in a positive direction, so keep an eye on that. Speaking of the Saints, Alvin Kamara not trending in a positive direction. He has the high ankle sprain. They signed Zach Zenner. Well, that's just great. Just in case, and it looks like that just in case is probably going to come in handy because uh, right now, as we sit here Wednesday, it's not looking good for Alvin Kamara. Uh, David Johnson, a guy we just talked about battling an ankle injury, not a lock to play this week. He's been uh, playing through it on and off here, but that's one to keep an eye on. Todd Gurley. Close. Close. We're almost there. Todd Gurley, quad injury, missed last week's game, so he was replaced by Malcolm Brown who has an ankle injury now, and they're both up in the air for this coming Sunday. Looks like Gurley will will be back, but that bears watching. Uh, Saquon Barkley could be back this week. In fact, uh, I expect him to return this week earlier than anybody thought he'd be able to, and it looks like Evan Engram will be back, and Sterling Shepard will be back for the Giants. Oh, Shepard is going to be back? Looks Well, he's been practicing a limited basis it's a good sign that he is actually out there on the practice field again yeah watch all of these for sure i think for sure ingram's gonna play yeah but yeah. definitely bears monitoring uh, amari cooper suffered the quad injury for me and a whole bunch of fantasy owners last week uh he's iffy for this week and got to keep in mind they have a week eight bye so mm-hmm. shutting him down for this week I, uh, and giving him an extra I, week off might make a lot of sense for the cowboys that's happening aj green Still waiting for him to come back from that ankle injury. There were there was speculation that this could be the week, but that's still very much up in the air. Josh Gordon injured his knee against the Giants last Thursday. Oh, I have a sounder for that. You do. And they have a Monday night game, of course. So he's probably a tough guy to put in your lineup this week. Tyree Kill returned for the Chiefs this past Sunday. Scored twice immediately, but Sammy Watkins has already been ruled out. For the Thursday night game, if you're listening to this before the Thursday night game, uh, take Sammy Watkins out of that lineup. And finally, the Green Bay Packers wide receiver room is a mess right now. Devontae Adams with the toe injury, Geronimo Allison with the concussion, Marquez Valdez-Scanley with knee and ankle injuries. They had to sign Ryan Grant 
uh, off the street this past week, and they had to pepper Alan Lazard with with passes in the fourth quarter but on Monday night. I so. was actually pretty impressed with Lazard. <laughs> he, 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 he was really he was playing really good. angry. Yeah, and he made that really nice catch. Yeah, on that uh, so, Rogers pass. Uh, out of all those things, we should probably just start back up at the top at, at quarterback. Uh, first of all, with the Titans situation, uh, optimism reigns now with Ryan Tannehill, huh? I don't Sentence think I never thought I'd say. I don't think there's anything on that <laughs> offense that I'd touch, given the shape of their O-line and yeah. the offensive coordinator. I mean, Derek Henry, Derek, if, I've, Derek if Henry, I've got yeah. him, yeah. but there's nothing else, nothing to see here. Move along. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, we we know the Ryan Tannehill story, and it's not a fun one. So uh, it's yeah. not no, He was a wide here. receiver in college. They, they've already got plenty of those. They need a quarterback. <laughs> uh, Maj, as the resident Bears uh, apologist and fan, are you excited about the, reper- re- the impending return of Mitchell Trubisky? You hear that, Ed? Bears. Yeah. Oh, very that's, excited. That's, that's no, uh, I, I'm, I'm Daniel Dimes. I'm excited in the fact that you know the uh, you know the stagecoach turns into a pumpkin. What's what's that story? Cinder, Cinderella. That sounds like Cinderella. Yeah. yeah. Ask your kids when they get here. I will if they if they show up. We'll see. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's good that he's he's uh, getting back to full health, and certainly they've got <laughs> their future, their their near future invested in in him working out. So uh, better to get back on the field sooner than later. Thing is, I'm not putting him into my fantasy lineup. If I if he's still if you're in a league where he's still on your team, uh, I definitely do not want to put him in there because. It's New Orleans. That's a really tough defense, you know, and I, I'm just not uh, – uh, he's at the point now where it's I need to see it. I need to miss his first good game if I'm a fantasy owner. Yeah. Um, and then and then go from there because relying on him to do anything besides disappoint you from a fantasy standpoint is, uh, is asking a little much. Yeah, I suppose we get him in there one week late – even his really good game might not be that great, but if you put him in there one week early, his bad games are pretty bad. So. Right? Yeah, and he's and it's not like last year where he was rushing. Yes, you know if he was ru- if he was running the ball, then I could see rolling the dice and and that being fine. And but yeah, and until we see like if we if he has a bad passing game but runs some in this game, all right, I'll you know I, I could see putting him in, but yeah. I just realized we're watching the post- yesterday's game for the Yankees because I know today's was postponed. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking news on your <laughs> Thursday morning or later. Uh, turning to running back news, uh, Elvin Kamara with the high ankle sprain. Here's my Octavius hot- Murray against the Bears. What do yeah. we? Yeah. Well, with Akeem Hicks out, it's it's as Bo told us before the show. They go from. Whoa, that's my bad. Wow. Sorry. Things they got go, real there. That's what happens when Akeem Hicks is very out. Ominous. It sounded yeah. like the Death Star was mm-hmm. landing. Um, here's my hot Death take Star on that lands? offense. Well, it crashed, really. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> go I, on. I, I think that offense is merely meh until Drew Brees comes back. I, nothing against Teddy, but what is that one touchdown in two games that yeah. they've they've generated? I mean, there's not. Yeah. There's not a lot there, so I I don't know that you rush out. Latavius Murray this week. I don't. I don't know that he's a sneaky cheap well, play. He's, in, yeah, in DFS. not this week. I think you could pick him up and 
for two reasons. One, well, actually, I should see. I don't. I'm not sure who they play next week, but then they go on the bye. This really seems like a situation where Kamara and Breeze probably come back together in whatever it is three weeks. I think I want to say their bye is week nine, and then they would come back together week ten. That just sort of feels like what might happen. And so, yeah, they got the Bears and the Cardinals. Yeah. So then the bye. Okay. So and you, then they have the Falcons, which so you pick up Murray, cupcake. and maybe play him next week if Kamara's still out. And, and or you're sending offers to the Kamara owner throughout the, <laughs> the next three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other move here is look at the Kamara owner and, fit, you know, if they're high up in the standings right now, you know, they're probably going to hang tight. But if you've got a, a Kamara owner that's, you know, sitting under 500 and fighting for a playoff spot, he's a month away from contributing to their team, most likely. And by then it, it could be too late. So that's my sales pitch is if you are, a, and, and certainly if you're in a position where you're, you know, three and three or two and four or whatever, you, you probably can't afford to take that on either. But if you're in first, second place in your league and you've got some depth, absolutely offer your right. low end running back two for Alvin Kamara. And, and working off that same theory, if you're desperate for wins and want to go buy a win, go buy, the price will be lower on Murray this week for our next week's good matchup, you know, and yeah. and pitch that, yeah. hey, you know, by the time Kamara comes back, he's going to be worth nothing. I, I'll give you something for him and yeah. hopefully buy two touchdowns and 100 yards next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we touched on the Cardinals running back situation a little bit. Uh, John did, and uh, it's going to come up a little bit more in 50-50, so I'll, we'll just leave that alone for now. The Rams running back situation, and really the Rams <laughs> offense as a whole now that, Goff is... They've got an elixir this week. James, the Atlanta Falcons. (laughs) Yeah, true. Yeah, that's a very good point. So uh, all systems go with Todd Gurley if he's he's back in their lineup. Really, yeah, for me, the more interesting thing is if he doesn't go... I I'm hesitant. And Malcolm Brown's ankle is all right for him to go? Well, yeah, because clearly Henderson was the better running back of those two watching that game. But that does not mean that... Ipso facto, Henderson's going to become the starter if Gurley's out next week. So I can't really trust playing Brown if Gurley's out. And I can't play <laughs> Henderson because I it's yeah. basically it's Gurley or bust. Now I'm I'm blanking on the, the name surely, of Sicilian. Surely for, you can't, you can't drink choose the, <laughs> why the can't poison I think of in his front name? of you. I got an IMDB. Zini. Yes, thank you. Clearly I cannot drink Tuvi's beer. <laughs> no, 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 you lose a hand. <laughs> what happened there? Belching beaver. But yeah, so basically it's girly or bust. I'm not, I mean, Malcolm Brown had his chance last week. Sure, it was against a, a tough defense. But like I say, he didn't look good. And so even if he gets that opportunity, I, I guess, yeah, if he gets the opportunity and, um, you know, you have the, the stones to play him, I mean, you might be desperate. And if you're in that, if you're in the, the sort of desperate situation, I play who – I'm told the starter is, and I hope that I'm not lied to, but I'm not real confident in whatever that is. What about you guys? Is that, or would you just play Henderson or just play Brown? And Nope. Neither? One of them might come up in 50-50. Right. Yeah, we, it may be discussed. Okay. Uh, the Giants situation, of course, they're going to start Barkley. If he returns, uh, Sterling Shepard, uh, if he normally would. Evan Ingram can't wait to get him back <laughs> on the field. He went... Down a couple of weeks ago with his injury right about the time uh, fortuitously that Will Disley was emerging, and now he's out for the season, as we neglected to mention earlier with the Achilles injury 
unfortunately thinning that tight end situation even more. And uh, Ingram th- back just in time to face. You, you talked about uh, the elixir for Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. The Cardinals and tight ends mm-hmm. go together like me and his beer. So, <laughs> yeah, But the Cardinals are getting back Patrick Peterson, so he'll uh, who's ever run, who's ever running on the outside is going to be facing him, which does not mean Golden Tate. So that no, it's it, it actually it's probably uh, we'll see if Shepard comes back. It could be Shepard, but Shepherd, it's probably Co- yeah. Cody Latimer uh, as of now. Yep. Uh, the Cowboys wide receiver situation, Amari Cooper. If he well, and Randall Cobb's me. out too. Like they're pretty yeah. decimated. And Gallup was a little dinged up as well, I believe. I mean, yeah, I think he lost several fingers based on the way he was trying to catch footballs. <laughs> Gallup, if I'm not mistaken, is Fantasy Labs number one value at wide receiver this week for fantasy draft and cash game models. Maybe they know that the uh, Cowboys are going to go back to whoever was calling the plays the first three games because <laughs> yeah. what they've done the last three has not worked. Well, with Gallup, he's actually put up better numbers with Amari in the lineup. Uh, you know, naturally you're going to think, okay, he's going to get fed more targets, but that offense just doesn't work as well without Cooper in the lineup. The only, really the only saving grace is their matchup this week, and that's twofold. One, it's Philly, and we just saw what the Vikings did to that Philly secondary. And two, that's a division game, and the winner of that game is in the driver's seat in that yep. division. So though that the, the second part of that, frankly, is more important for his status this week because that is – that is something they might rush him back for. They're not going to rush him back for, oh, we've got a True. weak secondary. In fact, the weak secondary is enough reason to rest him, frankly. You can let one of your lesser receivers take advantage of what they've got going on back there. But, you know, fingers crossed that he, that he goes. I do play. If, if Cooper does play this week, I do start him against that secondary. Oh, absolutely. Um, and just pray that he doesn't, uh, doesn't, doesn't walk out early. Yeah, I've got him or on my bench right now in the league in which I have him. But uh, yeah, you bet, you bet for sure. If 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 he's if he's active, he's up on Sunday. That it's going to be in my lineup. Uh, AJ Green, not much to say there. Uh, it was just worth mentioning to keep an eye on him that he his return is imminent one of these months. Uh, I would uh, actually wait. Did we <laughs> have? Uh, I was gonna. The only thing I was gonna jump in there on, but I think does somebody have Auden Tate in fifty fifty? All right, we'll talk about it then. Uh, Josh Gordon's knee injury. Any any reaction there? I'm bummed out because it cost me a win. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean it's not like I. I don't think I'm going to go play what Jacoby Myers. No, probably not. But um, I guess if you're if you're really reaching and and you you're desperate for help in a 14 team deep league, I guess Myers is somebody you can go out and get. Uh, well, I, I, the, the bigger question probably is Philip if he's Dorsett, fine. I think, is the main beneficiary, and I have sure. him in 50-50 this week. Yeah, so. I don't see a ton of upside. He hasn't been the healthiest either. They treat no. their wide receivers, with the exception of Edelman, like they treat their running backs, and that you never know who's who's the go-to guy this week. Yeah. They game plan you know, as good as anybody in football for figuring out where that one matchup is and then mm-hmm. teasing fantasy owners and going a completely different direction. All right, and the last two on the list were the Chiefs' wide receivers and what's left of the Packers' wide receivers. Uh, your thoughts on either one of those situations? Well, the Packers have been getting by with their second-best receiver, which has been pass inter- uh, defensive pass interference. <laughs> so I think they get a couple more guys in striped shirts on their side. They're going to be in good shape. I don't think Agreed. you can pick them up in, in, in <laughs> your fantasy I, football. Well, I have them in 50-50 this week. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, I... Uh, I agree with everything TV says. <laughs> as far as actionable, I mean, 
Aaron Rodgers made was it Lazarus, the dead guy, look good. Alan Lazard. <laughs> Alan, Lazard. Alan Lazard. That's Lazard. it. So, hey, if if he's a an active if, Packers receiver, if Allison is out, if Devonte Adams is out, if Scantling, but we think Scantling's probably the closest to playing the ball. Yeah, he finished yeah. last week's game after leaving for a while, but he's dealing with a couple injuries. Any temptation to start Alan Lazard in any type of format this week? I mean, there's enough injuries out there that there's desperate teams that I, you know, he's not off the radar. He by looks any means. really, really good, but that's the first time ever in his career where he's done anything. Yeah. Stranger things have happened. Aaron Rodgers is a good football player. Yeah, he, just in, he seems yeah. to be able to throw that ball with I mean, precision. J- Jimmy Graham's not going to catch it, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he does, he's just going to tip over after he does. So. Yeah. Um, that's, I, that's another immediate regret of mine. I picked him up to replace uh, Evan Ingram in a couple leagues last week, and that oof. that didn't go well. We should note, um, we talked about the package receivers a minute ago, Nikhil Harry is actually back at practice um, off of um, – IR designated to return. He's not probably coming back this week, but it's interesting to note from a yeah. stash type of standpoint, particularly if Gordon's uh, knee turns into a more of a long-term thing. All right, I think that's enough news. Gosh, we got through a lot of news. You know what else is news? That's not really news. We've been telling you about it for a while, but Fantasy Labs uh, continuing to uh, be a be a partner to us here at the Fantasy Football Party and a, uh, a very helpful one at that. I Tuvi, have you been uh, you've been doing the puck lately, right? Uh, I took a couple of more top fives and a blue line and a whatever nice. uh, fantasy draft calls the uh, they're the little tournament that I play in. So yeah, they help me out. They help me out in football. Sometimes when I don't pay attention to what they <laughs> they tell me to do, I the, that could be you know that could almost be I could uh, an evergreen immediate regret if I ever show up and I don't have an immediate regret. Well, I didn't listen to Fantasy Labs on setting that lineup. Yeah, it's. They like they're. I I want to talk about like each of the tools in here. I've I've talked about a few of them, the ones that are easy to talk about in like twenty <laughs> seconds. But there are the there are so many things like the like the further you dig, the more you can find um, in terms of helpful information. And I'm just talking NFL right now, but that I mean that's the case. NBA's coming up now, um, you know, and you know like you said, the the hockey continues to be uh, his go to. But it's just it, it, it's such a um, besides you know, being helpful information, it's the time saver for me that really makes it worth it. And so if you, you know, if you spend any amount of time or, you know, any amount of money basically playing DFS, I really encourage you to, if you haven't already, use that code 10OFF, 10OFF, to get $10 off just a trial of Fantasy Labs. You know, you're not signing up. You're certainly no long-term commitment there. You end up paying less than 5 bucks, I think, to, to, to give it a run and, and see how it can help you. And I guarantee that, you know, you will you will find yourself making smarter decisions and doing it in less time than you currently do. You know, I'll I'll take a run at uh, at highlighting one of the tools. You know, I'm I think we've proven on this show I'm not that bright. Yeah, and, if anything. And, and yet I was able to figure out <laughs> I how to that work. going in. But yeah. <laughs> I was able to figure out how to work their models. I've got my own models set up for football and for hockey, the two DFS mm-hmm. sports I play the most. Um, one of the things, especially on an 82-game schedule like the NHL has, is consistency. I like guys who you put them in your lineup and they're not going to be up and down. They're not going to yeah. be you know, like we talked about earlier this you know, with uh, uh, Stefan Diggs. Right. I like guys that you can trust week to week. Uh, you can increase the, consistency the, rating, the factor yeah. of, mm-hmm. of consistency, and that helps set models. And 
gets guys into my lineup, especially for hockey. And like I said, when I listen in football, that, uh, you know, give me a lineup that I, I look at, I feel comfortable with. They're not telling me, start this game. I'm like, nah, that's just stupid. <laughs> Although I still do that plenty of times. But, you know, obviously it's it's been working. Very nice. All right. Uh, we got some time to, to kind of talk about whatever here before we get into 50-50. I like two Vs. We should start with two Vs. Yeah. I mean, it's the time of year where... Pumpkin you, beers, Oktoberfest beers. I know, and, and it's a little chilly outside, so something something warm. And hmm. is chili a soup? I mean, I love chili, and, and I love soup, but is, is chili a soup? I mean, that's that's a... Oh, you want actionable. Okay. What about, well, can we call it a stew? Like, is, is Ooh, stew an option? Stew. Yeah, I'd go, yeah, it's more that's, stew than a soup, I think. Okay. I mean, you could say a stew is a soup, too. So like, not a Stew of, is a derivative. Soup for is for good me, food. with soup, you need, like... Broth. There's okay. got to be some broth. There's, there's in chili there. that has some broth. I would think if you can serve it in a bread bowl. Okay. That's and you yeah. could serve chili, and of course, you could serve mac and cheese. Yeah, that'd saying. be pretty good. <laughs> Ice cream. I could put I mean, some fried chicken in a bread bowl for Lots yeah. of different things. <laughs> uh, no, and, and actually, I do have something actionable. It stems from a Twitter question I received uh, about a guy who said, Does it cra- seem crazy, but I'm looking at the Chiefs' schedule, and I, I was going to trade Tyree Kill, and he was talking about getting T.Y. Hilton back. and my first thought was you should be able to get more for Tyree Kill. Sure. But then just to reinforce what he was asking, I looked at their schedule. Here is who the Chiefs play coming up the rest of the way. And these are all passing game um, percentages that the defense is allowing above or below the normal average fantasy average, points. Okay. At Denver, that's a negative 40. Uh, Green Bay, negative 7. Minnesota, negative 11. At Tennessee, negative 10. Uh, at the Chargers, negative 13, and then a bye week, which, as we all know, is a big zero. That's, that's going to be negative. Then their one positive passing game matchup the rest of the way, week 13, they've got Oakland. That's not even your fantasy playoffs. That's yeah. that's maybe a win and get in. And then the fantasy playoffs, they open at New England. That's a minus 45. Denver again, minus 40. And championship week, if you've survived, you go to Chicago and face Dub Bears. Bears. So wow. we, we were talking about how That's to make how to make this actionable. I'm not saying on you know trade Patrick Mahomey for Beowulf Minshew or anything stupid <laughs> like that. But with the name value of a guy like Tyreek Hill, if you can turn him into a guy with a little more consistency and less less volatility and a much better schedule, yeah. I, I'm I'm hearing that, and we All talk right. about those those fringe guys that we've been kind of glomming on to, the Michael Hardimans mm-hmm. and and even maybe Sammy Watkins when he comes back and that sort of thing. They were they were nice to plug in when you thought Pat Mahomes was going to be putting up yeah. 40 points a game, but now he's a little nicked up. And I'm looking at this schedule. I'm thinking, I don't know that Michael Hardiman's seeing my starting lineup. No, I actually it, dropped you know, him last week in any time soon at all. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, and uh, when we were talking pre-show, it's you know throwing out those names, and Travis Kelsey is the one that really is I'm 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 struggling with because like tight end is such a freaking wasteland, and and Kelsey's been underperforming, and it's not because like I, I it's not like you know I'm no NFL film evaluator, but when I see him play, it's not like he's any worse or you know he's there's nothing going on there that I have Mm-mm. concerns about. It's just it hasn't quite worked out, um, you know, the way it did last year to this point. 
that said, if I can turn him into a oh, – thank you, fresh beer, nice. That's why you order pre-show right there. Uh, <laughs> you know, if I can turn him into – I'm trying to think. Darren Waller plus every week running back two. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I th- I've got to seriously consider that. And that's hard. That's yeah. hard to trade away a Travis Kelsey, you know, a name tight end like that, or like a you know George Kittle would be in that same wheelhouse. But man, it's it's not it's not insignificant. That schedule's it, you know I never I never want to let schedule just completely dictate what I'm doing. But it also is it's it does exist and it does impact you know what's going to happen going forward. And it's pretty easy to look at the rosters page on your uh, league league uh, site and find a few teams that need a tight end right about now. So, uh, yeah, no doubt. Call up the guy that had uh, Will Disley because he's, right. he's there, hitting the panic You can shop buttons. him around a little. You, he's still everybody's number one tight end regardless of yeah, what he hasn't done this year. And I would still pick him number year. one. Like if we were drafting so, right now, he'd be my number one So tight he end. hasn't, despite the, the less – than anticipated numbers. He's he's still everyone's number one tight end yeah. and should be treated as such, and you can sell him as such. Yeah. 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 Just ask. You can ask for something ridiculous if you want to start with. but They can say no. asking. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, Politely, of course. We we talked, uh, gosh, what was that, two weeks ago when I brought <laughs> up um, Odell Beckham and DeAndre Hopkins. Might have even been last week. I, I'm I'm back on the Browns again, uh, but it's for, it's for a slightly different reason. Beckham's part of this, um, but really, this is a this is very similar to the Kamara situation. If you are looking at teams in your league that are that are desperate for wins, that have Browns on their roster that can help you, so potentially you know Odell Beckham, Nick Chubb, Chubb. Um, he's. You know, he's in a little bit of a different category just because there's a couple other wrinkles going on there. Um, one of them being that he's actually been really effing good so far. Um, Mayfield and and Landry, also depending on situations, Landry in a deeper league, um, you know, Baker Mayfield in a two-quarterback type of league. But here, here's my pitch. So the Browns are on a bye week seven. Week eight, they're at the Patriots. Week nine, they're at Denver. Week ten versus Buffalo. That is not a that, that is a very rough schedule for a team that's already kind of you know hitting the skids. Um, so if you're looking at these these Browns players on someone else's roster and saying, "Look at this man, you guys, you, you got to get wins now." Chubb going to be a little more difficult, but you can throw in the Cream Hunt's coming back. After, maybe I mean we don't. We'll see if he actually does, but he's supposed his suspension is lifted uh, week right. ten, right after week ten, and so um, you know you you throw that in and and you know I'm not personally worried. I know Bo, you're not worried. Are you nope. a are you a cream hunt warrior, Tuvi? Do you th- feel like he's going to take away from uh, what Nick Chubb has done or is doing? Oh, you turned my mic back on. Okay, yeah. I, I thought during this section you might have <laughs> yeah, to have we me start talking about Nick Chubb sit out for a little bit. No, I'm not. And Brown's I'm not worried the about skids that. and yeah. No. So well, all right. So you know, I'm, I've mentioned how crappy all of this is coming up. <laughs> Why should you be interested? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, rest of season schedule after that: Week 11 versus Pittsburgh, Week 12 versus Miami, 13 at Pittsburgh again. Week 14 fantasy playoffs versus Cincy, Week 15 play fantasy playoffs at Arizona, Week 16 versus Baltimore. Who, I mean, who knows who who will be healthy by then? They did just trade for Marcus Peters today. So they go um, from really tough to pretty damn easy. Yeah, exactly. Just like it, that. it flips it flips the switch there. And 
the Browns, they should be in competition for a wild card, maybe even the division in a very weak AFC. This this division's not, you know, the or this conference is not very good. There's a lot of crap teams in the AFC. Yeah, they're not. Sounds like the NFC. They're two and four. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> NFC, I, I, I would take the NFC in terms of quality over the AFC any day. I think the high-end teams in the AFC might be better, but different topic. So, now you, again, this is very much like Kamara, the Kamara situation. You can't be a team that is desperate for wins now and make this happen. You're doing this right. with your eyes on the fantasy playoffs if right now you're sitting pretty in first and second and, you know, pretty pretty much guaranteed a playoff spot if all doesn't go to complete heck. So um, it's worth looking into. Check out what the, you know, what Browns are on, on opponent's roster. I think, you know, Beckham and Chubb are the ones in particular I'd be looking at. But even, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield hasn't looked as good as I thought he would, but he's not he's not making a ton of just egregious mistakes where it's like, I'm not sure if this is the player who I thought it was, you know, when he came into this league as a rookie. I still think he's a very good quarterback. The situation hasn't been great this year because the offensive line hasn't been awesome. They've been good enough to free Nick Chubb for a bunch of runs. Um, hopefully Freddie Kitchens pulls his head out of his, wherever it's been, kitchen, kitchen. out of its, out of his kitchen and, and, you know, starts calling or turns the turns the play calling over to Todd Mock, and that might even be better. Um, but there's a lot of upside, I still think, with this Browns offense. And if you are making the sales pitch I just noted, you should be able to get these guys for very, very cheap. That's actionable. <laughs> it's more actionable than chili. Oh, not, not the way I make my chili. You got to keep that chili hot. What's Tim Brewster up to these days? Florida State still? I don't know. Feels right. I don't know. <laughs> Lost track. We uh, we talked when we were talking about Fantasy Labs a little too about how you've got your uh, model set up and you use that over at Fantasy Draft and you know we I talked at the uh, the very front end of this show. Bo and Tuvi weren't even here for that about the uh, the Week Seven Hooters Hooters main events. I mean they they keep mm-hmm. trotting out the the big money games with this rake free setup and if you have so. not tried it yet. The, the code has changed, so make sure if you haven't tried it and you want to give it a shot, use that code FFPARTY, no, no FFP anymore, FFPARTY, to get yourself a seven-day free trial over at FantasyDraft.com. And I think the easiest way to, to demonstrate this rake-free thing is if you go to one of the other sites and you want to play a head-to-head game against somebody for a dollar, you beat them, you get a dollar eighty because there's a rake over at the other sites. Of 20 cents. Yes, you play that same game at Fantasy Draft and win, you get $2. That's no rake. Because there's no rake. You got it. It's that easy. It's that simple. And it's a, like we said, you get it for free for a week. Two is having code. trouble keeping F- up with that So you're tell- what happened to the, t- the 20 cents? Where'd it go? Well, it, it's if you play somewhere else, it goes to the house. Did you rake it up? That's what you did. But we've talked what, about. What if they uh, got a leaf blower? I don't think that applies. How about a hoe? <laughs> the Hooters, Monday night main, uh, no, it's the $300,000 Hooters main event. So make sure you get into that or uh, any of the games. I've been, I have to apologize. I've been late getting my head to heads up. No I've kidding. been putting them in on Sunday mornings and so not giving folks enough time to scoop them up. I'm yep. trying. I'm trying. I, I got a lot of things busy going man. on. I am a very busy man. I'll try to do better. But even if it's just on Sunday mornings, 112, M A G S H 112, that's my handle. Do or um, do not, there is no try. 
Well, I did. It's just I did it late. So right. I'm going to try to not do it late. But make sure you're checking out FantasyDraft.com. Use that code FFPARTY. We implore you to for seven days for free. If you don't like it after that seven days, you go to the little page and you say, I don't want to do it anymore. And they say, cool, see ya. And if you want to keep doing it, well, you're going to save yourself that rake. Um, and it's a very low subscription based basically on how much you play. You tell them how much you want to play. You're gonna you're, you pay based on that, so. and they keep track of how much you've saved. And I don't play nearly as much DFS as probably both of you guys, even with my my hockey addiction. Mm-hmm. But I'm still I, I think it's like five bucks for the the low end up to a thousand dollars bet per month, and I I've cleared that already. Oh yeah, like three days. Yeah, ahead, so. my my rake free savings right now. It says, and that's what they say on here. This is the amount saved by being a fantasy draft member dollars. versus paying rake on other DFS sites. That's the little disclaimer. I'm almost at three hundred bucks. Nice. And then they send you a check for that with the toaster. No, no, they definitely don't. <laughs> they definitely don't. Uh, that is not true. <laughs> narrator. No, they don't. To be shut up. If I, I had, weren't a liar. If I wasn't so lazy, I would cut that part completely out of this podcast. So no. Let the record is. show that was not true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk 50 These guys are owned in 50% or less of fantasy leagues. Next. John, Anthony, and Bo will discuss whether they're high-value acquisitions or not worth the risk. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time for 50-50 on the Fantasy Football Party Podcast. We had an all right week last week, considering teams on by and how many Dolphins overall we had involved in the whole bunch of Dolphins. We did. Mark Walton, Devontae Parker all worked out just fine. Adrian Peterson, my number one overall pick. He had 100 he yards had a or real something nice like game. that, right? Auden Tate was catching everything. That dude, he showed off some hands. Uh, my Washington DS defense special teams pick uh, ended up working out all right. Uh, Darren Fells, Mason Crosby. We had a lot, I mean, the misses were bad. My my Gerald Everett, I apologize. I think I also had Marquise Goodwin. My bad. Noah Fant, he's going to hit eventually. You guys told me to take Noah Fant. We did. It's, he's probably going to go off this week. Yep. Raheem Moster, well, we've, I think we've now learned that that San Francisco backfield is two-headed until further notice. Yeah, less stare, not more stare, that's yeah. for sure. And uh, Gardner Minshew, we apologize for the mustache. Well, not for the mustache. The mustache is beautiful. Mustache we apologize awesome. for the play. Yeah. Are you are you a uh, uh, Cameron Jordan mustache or Gardner Minshew mustache? Well, like Cameron had... Jordan's is isn't just your everyday mustache. No, he puts work in his. That's mustache. that's sculpted. Minshew's yeah. is, is more more of a basic mustache. So I get I give Jordan the the higher letter grade just for the effort. I, I agree. Plus, with he's you, a man. really big guy. And give if him I an say, M for mustache. If I say Beowulf. He, Jordan would probably hurt me. <laughs> I don't think he would. We don't want I think that. Think he'd be okay. You'd, you're, I'm sure you run faster than than him. Nope. No. No. Oh, that's yeah. You're probably right. All right. So anyway, we had some hits. We had some misses. That's the way it goes. We're going to try to do this once again, though, because there's lots of bye weeks. There's lots of injuries. You need that waiver wire to help you get through this week. Thus, fifty fifty. Who wants to start a quarterback? I had the number one overall pick, and it just, I believe I took a you quarterback did a number you one. You did. Your guy. Reunited, old, and it feels so good. Old friend, Jacoby Brissett of is the he, Colts. Is he the, has he been in this every week now? Because uh, we lost Sanu. Well, Muhammad we didn't Sanu, use him last week because he was on the uh, bye. Well, that doesn't count. Mohamed Sanu was at 50.1% yeah, when we so drafted we, today. We so take him. So we ha- pour some out for Mohamed. Pour some out right. for Just a little Sanu. bit. I'm in. All right. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. Anyway, back to Jacoby. I, I believe that Kilby Brissett has been in every week, and 
He had 10 touchdown passes total in his first four games. That was good. Then he rushed for a touchdown in his last game. Then he had his bye week. So he's been producing every single week. Talk about consistency. He's been very consistent this year. Uh, the Texans should be a high-scoring game, you would think. And he's $11,000 on fantasy drafts, so his production has uh, definitely increased his price tag on fantasy draft that makes him less of a dfs value this week and yeah fantasy labs has him at little over 61 for their number on him so that's probably about a c grade so c minus maybe a c minus probably c minus yeah um so i'm not starting him in dfs lineups of sure for sure i'm starting him in uh, two quarterback you know honestly in in dfs tournaments because that should be a game where houston puts up points and india has Mm -hmm. to chase he could be one of the more like kind of low owned stack type quarterbacks if you do a you know Brissett Hilton type thing or True. something like that. So there, I mean it's it's not uh, he's definitely not a cash game viable, but I could see right. using him in tournaments. Right. Tuvi, you want quarterback? You want to talk low end stack? I've got the start of one <laughs> right here, and it's, it's going to you're like really a, selling it. Ringing it it's going to start with Yimmy Garoppolo against the Redskins. For just $300 more than you'd have to pay for Jacoby Brissett. I didn't know Yimmy was a soft J. Well, aren't they all? I just oh, assume. Maybe, maybe they are. Only t- hard Js don't exist. Only two <laughs> teams. Language. What's, what's a hard J? <laughs> <laughs> only two teams, the Falcons and Cardinals, have given up more passing touchdowns than Washington. Uh, this, this group all had three touchdown passes against Washington. Wentz, Prescott, Trubisky, and Brady. One of these things is not like mm, the other. I know which I, one. I got to believe that Yimmy GQ is going to be <laughs> Yimmy above, above Trubisky, maybe below the other guys. Yeah. And, uh, well, I was going to say, convince me that they have to throw the ball more than 20 times in this game. Oh, that's uh, that's. <laughs> hey, he ran in a touchdown there last you go. week. So that's there, what we need. He, he saves he saves it with a quarterback sneak. You made it better. Yep, <laughs> you fixed it. All better. Duct Done. tape. Done. Enjoy Super your glue. dinner. Uh, Daniel Jones versus Arizona is going to be my uh, quarterback. Uh, yes, my my bad. We should start the podcast <laughs> over. Um, Ten thousand five hundred fantasy labs has him has Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes as the. Number one value quarterback on their cash game model for this week. Uh, Cardinals are allowing the third most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson does come <laughs> back, but so does Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley, yeah. as we noted. Yep. Maybe Sterling Shepard. I'm guessing that won't happen based on one of my picks later here. Um, but, yeah, just having those weapons back. Yeah, Daniel, since that Tampa Bay game where he had just an – Amazing coming out party. Uh, Daniel Jones has been less than uh, impressive, but I, I do think that this is going to be a high-scoring game uh, where Daniel Jones ends up being a uh, – he, he very well might be one of my cash game quarterbacks this week. What I had a starter to Hams. Yeah, way to go. I Honestly, I was looking on the menu because I can't remember what I ordered. Waters. I've got this, this caramel chocolate um, Bach, I think, but I can't find it on the menu to give it the props that it so greatly deserves because it's delicious. All right, you should sure I get on my, the new one? I looked and I couldn't find it. I'll go with my running backs. Uh, Brandon <laughs> Bolden will be my first one. Uh, goes on Monday Night Football against the Yets. Uh, he has touchdowns in three straight games. Does Brandon Bolden? I sense a trend in use him. Trend there. Use him if you are in a pinch. But obviously, he's very TD dependent and has a floor of zero. So maybe not a great play <laughs> for. Uh, your DFS purposes outside of uh, maybe tournaments. Does he fumble? Because uh, he could have a negative floor. 
Yeah, it's true. He could have a little sub basement there, split level. He doesn't fumble. All he does is score touchdowns right. you every know, single week. The uh, we forgot to note um, that this week we actually changed up our rules <laughs> in drafting. <laughs> yeah, we we yeah, it didn't actually end up changing anything, but we decided to add to do two flexes instead of one flex and two running backs. So we went. One running back, two flexes, but we all ended up with two running backs. So I should note that. Correct. And also I wanted to note that (laughs) Gabby, I don't think my family's coming, so I can't have her demonstrate. But she pointed at her eyeballs yesterday and told me that that was Spanish for C. And like (laughs) sign language, I think. Yes, that's right. That's the one. They're very similar. (laughs) In English, please. (laughs) Anyway. Backstreet, I don't read sign language. Uh, my flex player, I mean my other running back, yes. is going to be Alexander Madison of the Vikings going against the Lions. He's still only owned in 17% of ESPN leagues, 9,100 on fantasy drafts. He had a season-high 14 carries last week, but that game got a little out of hand, yeah. so we don't know if that game script's going to uh, come to fruition again this week against Detroit. They usually play very close games against the Lions, but he's been doing something every week. Every week, and he looks good. Yeah. Every he week, the averaging number two rookie rusher. Yeah, averaging over five yards per carry. He looks so good. So, uh, just the fact that he's still available in uh, more than eighty percent of your fantasy leagues out there is. I, I mean, from yeah. the from one point, he should be handcuffed to Dalvin Cook, who's an elite fantasy running well, back. If nothing else, gonna, yeah. plus he's a guy with benefits. I too. was going. I was going to say once buys are are done. If he's available, he should be, after Chase Edmonds, to me, he's the next highest guy to have on the back end of your bench versus yeah. your wide receiver five or whatever else. Yeah, you got to get through the bye weeks, and I get it, but once that's done, those are the two guys I'd be targeting. Yeah, I, well, I just wanted to bring him up because yeah. we haven't brought him up yet this year no, in 50-50. I, I dig so, it. Uh, I'm down. I'm go ahead, down. two of your running backs. Well, I'm going to uh, roll the bones with Malcolm Brown against the Falcons, $10,600. <laughs> They're just kidding. <laughs> wow. I haven't thrown wow. a chair in a while. It, you know, it's a middle-of-the-road matchup. At uh, a bar. At, but Atlanta has allowed a running back touchdown or a 100-yard rusher in four straight games. At this bar. <laughs> he got 11 touches against a very good San Francisco defense. And if he ends up with that many here, I like his chances of putting some points on the board. And then a guy we've talked about throughout this show, Chase Edwards. Edmonds. Ed, Edmonds. <laughs> Don't call me Jim Edmonds. Don't call me Jim Edmonds. <laughs> Chase Edmonds. Against the Giants, $9,200 on Fantasy Draft. Uh, Six, 11, and seven touches the last three weeks. The offense is running enough plays that he has value, and the Giants are giving up the 10th most fantasy points to running backs. So whether he's Chase Edwards or (laughs) Chase Edmonds, you want him in your lineup. (laughs) Carson Edwards had like 32 for the Celtics the other night. As long as we're talking about them. Um, I've got uh, Jamal Williams. He was my uh, he was my first pick actually in this this particular draft. Fantasy Labs doesn't think too highly of him uh, at ninety seven. Well, neither do I. Fantasy draft. I'll be honest with you. You don't. Well, I'm sorry to I hear. Who are we talking about? Uh, Jamal <laughs> Jamal Edmonds. Um, <laughs> Jamal <laughs> Edwards. He's going against Oakland. Um, he's so we we saw what happened on Monday night where. Aaron Jones drops an easy touchdown, fumbles the ball, and he's basically Dog persona house. non grata yep. at that point. Um, but, it, you know, the 19 touches that that Jamal Williams ended up with, that's not really that big of an outlier. He, his last three games have been 13, 14, and 19, and that 14 he left early with a concussion and he missed a week and then came right back into things. So I think we have a large enough sample here to see 
that this is not Aaron Jones' job as the bell cow running back so long as Jamal Williams is healthy. And since the Packers don't have any wide receivers, they just (laughs) have to get him to him all the time. Yeah, the Raiders have actually been surprisingly stout. Um, They're allowing the seventh-fewest running back fantasy points this season, and that's despite facing the Broncos, who run a lot with their two-headed combo, the Chiefs with their eight-whatever running backs, the Vikings, Vikings. and the Colts. Like, they've actually faced some pretty good, um, you know, run-heavy teams and have done a nice job. So in that respect, I don't expect a ton of rushing yards, but this is more about opportunity, and Jamal Williams is getting it. Thus, I I think he's an all-right plug-and-play this week. My other running back slash flex, we'll call him flex, that's what he is, uh, Naheem Hines going against Houston, excuse me. Uh, 8,000 on Fantasy Draft. Fantasy Labs has them as running back 31. Um, Yeah, I'm not loving them for DFS this week. That's that's the deepest of stacks there, your Brissett-Hines stack. Uh, He only played 21% of snaps in week four. But the last three weeks, he's averaging five targets a game combined for 111 receiving yards there. Uh, So he's giving him a little bit of a floor for just a, you know, emergency pick somebody off off of waivers and start them i do anticipate houston being able to score some points in this game so that does i feel like raise the floor a little bit for Hines. you know you, there's going to be that passing game participation there uh that marlon mack generally does not get so um there's there's some opportunity there maybe maybe this is the week he breaks a big uh t- takes one of those little uh dump offs to the house we'll see wide receivers and flexes uh, wide receivers for me Corey davis is my first guy you know I was had a little optimism over Corey Davis here at the beginning of the show, and then we brought up the Marcus Mariota switch to Ryan. T- Are you doing a mid-show pivot? Uh, no, I'm still going to run with him. I've had Corey Davis on a dynasty team now for years, ever since he came into the league, and I don't know, just a change of any kind feels like a positive for yeah. him right now. So maybe it will be. I don't know. He's only $7,000 at Fantasy Draft this week, which is a very low price tag. And that means he is Fantasy Labs' ninth-rated wide receiver in terms of value for for cash models this week on Fantasy Draft. So, uh, And I believe that makes him the number one wide receiver out of the guys that were available to us, those guys available in more than 50% of Fantasy Leagues. So uh, going with Corey Davis for one of them, Philip Dorsett, another one. Again, going against the Yets on Monday night. Of course, you have to keep track of his hamstring injury, but he's back in practice, so it looks like he could play on Monday night against the Jets. And with Josh Gordon iffy, that possibly means more targets for Dorsett. And then Tavon Austin is my last guy, and this is strictly a scenario in which Amari Cooper does not play this week, Mm -hmm. which it's looking pretty dicey right now. Austin's going to need to step up if that's the case. And I could have gone Latavius Murray here as, as a flex, but I went with Tavon Austin. And he does get to play the Eagles, as yeah. we've mentioned. We've been trashing their secondary, well, like the Vikings did last week. But yeah. they're uh, all banged up in their secondary. So I'm, I'm saying there's a chance. All right. Toofs? I'm going to roll with uh, the guy we've talked about during the show, uh, Chase Edwards. No, no. Uh, Auden <laughs> Tate against Jacksonville, $9,300. Um, Jacksonville? You guys are doing a great job keeping up with the subjects. I've got to hand it to you. They just, their secondary just got rid of Yale and Ramsey. So. Yeah, he's a Ram now. Jacksonville has given up the 10th most yards to wide receivers. Tate's yards with the J. Targets 10. Yards. <laughs> <laughs> 10, 6, 6, and 12 targets over the last month for Tate. And as we saw, dude can catch. I don't think uh, A.J. Green's. Back in the lineup this week, I think Tate's right. Andy Dalton's go-to guy. And then uh, we teased it a little earlier with Yimmy GQ 
We're going to stack him with not just one, but both of what, the fourth and fifth receivers for the 49ers. Uh, we've got uh, Dante Pettis and Marquise Goodwin. Pettis, is uh, he's toaster-priced, $8,000 on fantasy draft. He had a uh, wide receiver high six targets and 41 yards last week. Pettis is back, baby. And I, I agree with you. I think actually. he's back. I picked him up this week. He he, Dude can play. Dude can play. And Goodwin has some speed as well. Uh, he gets uh, He's a little pricier, $9,500. But the Reds, uh, Redskins have allowed the second most wide receiver touchdowns, 10. The sixth most wide receiver fantasy points. So why not stack Yimmy GQ with uh, Pettis and Goodwin? I like that. I, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna actually piggyback on that a bit just to note that before the bye, Dante Pettis uh, says week three played 42 percent of the snaps. They came out of the bye there in week five, and and he he creeped up to 63 percent. And then you look at last week, and he was at um, a season high. Right? <laughs> excuse me, 72 percent. And what's more, they moved him into the slot. And he played uh, most of his snaps out of that spot. I don't have his uh, percent rate there, but that is generally going to be the position where you're going to have the most opportunity to perform. And so yes. if Dante Pettis was dropped in your league, yeah, I mean, he's a great 50-50 player for this week, but more than that, he, I feel like, is, I don't think he's ever going to live up to what, you know, his peak draft type was, but he absolutely can be, that guy that you pick up for this week but then stays on your team and, and contributes. If you need help at wide receiver, I agree. absolutely. Out of all these guys, I think Pettis is probably the one. Um, you know, No disrespect to my wide receivers or uh, or Bows, but he might Good be job. the one with the highest Good upside. Job too. See, I, I smart sometimes. <laughs> See, and now you just ruined it. <laughs> uh, for my um, wide receivers and flex, I've got Darius Slayton going against Arizona. Um, again, this is assuming that Sterling Shepard does not play. Uh, 8,000 on Fantasy Draft. Fantasy Labs makes that uh, the wide receiver 17, so actually not, not too bad there. Um, last week, Slayton and Golden Tate actually played 98% of the snaps against the Patriots. Back in week five, it was actually 65% for Slayton, and that was with, with Shepard healthy. So he's become part of this offense. 13 targets the last two weeks. We mentioned Patrick Peterson's return, um, but like I said, that's going to be on the right side probably with Cody Latimer. So if we think Daniel Jones is going to put up some numbers, yeah, it's going to be Ingram and Barkley and, and probably Tate, but if an outside receiver is going to do anything, I think it would be Darius Slayton. I'm going to go with, uh, for my second, I'm going to go with Cole Beasley. I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. That's right. That was Cole Beasley uh, chiming in. 9,200 Fantasy Labs wide receiver, 32 uh, he did have a season low three targets in week four before the bye week, so I don't love that. But 23 targets in weeks two and three combined. Dolphins allowing the eighth most points to wide receivers this season. Beasley's got the best matchup among Buffalo wide receivers, though really there's not a bad one out there uh, going against uh, Jamal Wiltz. And uh, we should note that Zay Jones was traded before the bye as well. Uh, so that change, that shuffles the deck a little bit among those Buffalo receivers. Zay Jones is now an Oakland Raider. Zay what? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I picked up Duke Williams Duke this Williams. week in a very deep league. Yeah, Duke Williams is now the uh, the other outside starter along with John Brown. And then... Uh, John Preston, Brown. I'm, the, I'm terrible at this. You're ruining this. I know. Preston Williams at Buffalo, so the other side of the ball in this game is going to be my flex. 7,000 Fantasy Labs wide receiver, 22 on Fantasy Draft. Uh, six or more targets each of the last four weeks. Unfortunately, that yardage has been under 50 
in his last two games, and he hasn't scored since week one, and Buffalo's allowing the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers this season. This is basically me counting on Ryan Fitzpatrick YOLOing his way to uh, Preston Williams <laughs> getting, a, getting a ball or two and putting enough points up to uh, make it worth my while. We've seen it happen. He will do it. We didn't even mention Jameis had a six, uh, six uh, turnover game and Ryan Fitzpatrick came in like clockwork, yeah. man. We had it's just there on different teams, different now, teams. But, but yeah. yeah, see what you did there. Yeah, I had to cut out some of the news just because we had so much. So that was, that was not fake news, but in, not, not important news. Uh, Eric Ebron's going to be my tight end this week. I'm hoping over the bye week that he learned how to catch again. I mean, I know he did last. You know how to catch last year? Didn't he have more touchdowns than every tight end last year? He, he did awesome like last hey, year. Hey, do you know who played more snaps uh, before the bye at tight end than Eric Ebron did? I'll give you a hint. It wasn't Jack Doyle. Well, it was, but he wasn't the only one. Mo Alley Cox as well outsnapped Eric Ebron. Wow. Anyway, I'm just going to go without a tight end. <laughs> I think you should grab Mo Alley. Eric Ebron's my stack <laughs> with the Kobe Brissett. That that's fair. You got to have a stack, and hey, and he's owned in only 39 percent of fantasy leagues after leading all tight ends and touchdowns. Right. Last yeah. Year. He's still in this tight yeah. end world that we live in, where there's only about three good ones left. And it's it's more of a bit at this point that I have to rag on Eric Ebron. It is. You know, Bo challenged me. He said you you can't pick a uh, or you you could pick a worse tight end than I did. I said Noah Fant, and then <laughs> they wrote down Noah Fant for me. But uh, he does get the Chiefs. He's in toaster and blender territory at six thousand dollars on fantasy draft. <laughs> It's not a bad matchup. Only Arizona and Tampa Bay have allowed more tight end receiving yards. Uh, Fant has been the de- only Denver tight end with a target in every game, and in three games he's been the only tight end targeted. So he's the guy. We saw him look really good on that one touchdown. Let's extrapolate yeah, yeah, that in yeah. a game where we think they're going <laughs> to yeah. have to uh, Let's extrapolate his college career into this week. <laughs> well, you know, between the, the and TJ Hawkinson that is the only Rookie tight end with two touchdowns. I've liked what I've seen out of Noah Fan. I do think he's going to have a huge week. It's, it's got to be this week. Happen? It's going to be this week. I can feel it in my bones. Uh, I waited till the last minute to change to Dallas Godare. Dallas Goddard at uh, at Dallas, actually, this week. It was fate. Ooh, I see um, what you did there. Dallas stack. Yes, <laughs> within the same individual somehow. Uh, 6,400 fantasy laps tight end 29. Yikes. Uh, not somebody that, uh, that, they that don't you like want to play for DFS. No. Um, but with Deshaun Jackson out, uh, Goddard's role has really increased the last three weeks. Uh, week four, he it was nice, 69% of snaps that week, 74% nice. in week five, 71% last week. So he has just seen that elevated usage. Weeks four and five, just six combined targets, but he did score a touchdown um, in week four. Last week, season high, eight targets, caught five of them for 48 yards. And Dallas is allowing the eighth most fantasy points to tight ends this season. I... This one's like, you know, I might be out clevering myself on this one, but I feel like that there's some some opportunity here. There's such a fine line between clever and stupid. Yeah, well, I, I usually find one side of that. Yeah. Uh, all right. I know it's Defense special team. Uh, my, my kicker. I'm going to go off my kicker first. You do that. Uh, Matt Prater's my kicker. I'm shocked that he's still available in more than 50% of fantasy leagues, but he is on ESPN. He's so underrated. Yep. We saw again on Monday night. The big leg, and he's... He scored three touchdowns, didn't he? Like 21 points? And a two-point conversion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But he gets kicking doors again this week, too. Mm -hmm. Even better. He's just a great I picked him up to replace Joey Sly in a league. So did I. I did the same thing. High five. five. Uh, Eskimo (laughs) Brothers. No, that's different. That's a different thing. 
That's adorable. <laughs> Tubi, oh, wait, I'll give my defense yeah, first. Yeah, why don't you do that? We've already trashed the Indianapolis Colts defense in this uh, very 50-50 segment, but I picked them up anyway <laughs> as my defense for this. Uh, they're coming off a bye week. They had a big win the against the Chiefs the week before the bye. They were played impressive defense in that game. They've had four sacks in a game three times this season, and they get to face Deshaun Watson this week. And I've heard the Texans' offensive line are prone to giving up sacks every once in a while. So even though we think the Texans might score a lot of points this week or could score a lot of points, we thought that about the Chiefs too, and they did not. And the Chiefs were at home at Arrowhead. The Texans are on the road this week. And the Colts are Fantasy Lab's number eight defensive value this week for fantasy draft and cash game models. So take that Indianapolis Colts defense streaming option. This they week. were on my list of potential defenses to there take. You go. Yeah. I think I made a sterling case for them just now I, while you were ordering yeah. a beer. It was fantastic. I was ordering fries with beer cheese dip. Oh, oh, I know I heard the weird yeah. beer in there somewhere. Yeah. I'm going to uh, go with the Seattle Seahawks defense. I don't think you can go wrong with the Seattle defense at home. They, they've got Baltimore. It's not a great matchup, but the Seahawks do have 10 sacks and 12 takeaways already this year. And their uh, toaster, blender, and I think they give you $5. So they're $5,600. Uh, this is not true. Okay, but they're still $5,600 on, on Why do you always draft. lie? I'm shaking my head like the audience can see me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And my kicker is going to be Mike Nugent against the New York Yets, who are a top 10 fantasy-friendly defense for kickers. In the last six meetings with the Yets, the Patriots have scored 30, 38, 27, 26, 24, and 41 points. That works out to an average of 31 points per game. Which Did you just do that in your head right now? I just, I'm like Rain Man, I'm like, I'm like like Drizzle Man. It's Will Ferrell of. when he's debating in old That's school. That's how you debate, yeah. right there. That's what how happened? you do I blacked it. out. But uh, by my count, 31 points per game is four PATs and a field goal for Mike Nugent against the Yets. And I'm going Wang dang. I'm going Packers defense special teams versus Oakland, which that does include the refs, 6,200. Fantasy Labs, uh, number nine value in the defense special teams uh, department Wait, are, over at Fantasy Draft. Is Green Bay at home again this week? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. They, do they ever go on the road? <laughs> well, they played like a Thursday, and then they had a week and a half off, and then they played another game eventually, and now they play like well, yeah. eight home games in a row. Well, I mean, if they're on the road all the time or playing every seven days, how's Aaron Rodgers going to do know. commercials? It doesn't. Yeah. Can't point. leap. Um, Green Bay, they've, they've actually got the eighth most uh, defense special teams points this season, and the, two of the teams ahead of them are on a bye this week, so they're already among uh, top six even available overall let alone available in 50% or more of leagues. It is worth noting that Oakland is coming off a bye and somehow is giving up the fifth-fewest defensive special teams points per game this season, but something tells me Derek Carr can help out with that. Yep. Steven Hauschka uh, is going to be my kicker, and I was – sorry, here, right now I got it. I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. Uh, Buffalo, second-highest <laughs> Vegas implied team total this week. Though I will note – Teams are scoring way more touchdowns than they are field goals against Miami, and Steven Hauschka's high this season is seven points. So He's I'm a little less season. confident in, in Hauschka. Than, and I've been really good on kickers this year. Um, this one I'm a little less confident on, but, hey, let's do it. Steven Hauschka. Bring it. You know, we didn't even mention about that Buffalo-Miami game. What? Devin Singletary looks like he's going to be back this week. Full show. And he, I'm going to have him back in my lineup as you a flex. You are. As Interesting. A flex. Yes. I'm, he's... Is he, he looked, in town to play the looked, Dolphins? Dumbass. Yeah, there he is. There he is. They all sound the same. Um, uh, interesting. I'm I'm more of the wait and see approach with Devin Singletary, but 
Maybe they're maybe now that Zay Jones is traded, Devin Singletary is going to get more work. Be the Devin Singletary <laughs> show. I, I can. Hey, I like the matchup enough that if you're if you need help, if you got buys and injuries, yeah. Devin Singletary. Any other news we missed before we sign off? We somehow Sam hit Sam Darnold's back. If, if we miss if any news, it'll be in the, the headline for our show. We're at the hour 10 mark now. Darren nice. Waller signed a contract extension while we were on uh, on the show through 2023. Tom Pelissero, Minnesota's own. Tom nice. Pelissero. Yeah, so there you go. I guess uh, we're not going to get Foster Moreau season anytime soon. All right. All right, very good. Anything else, Tuvi? I got nothing. All right, eat your burger. Thank Tuvi, you. Tuvi, Bo. Cheers. 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 Happy Week 7, everyone. Come join us out here at JL Beers in Burnsville next and every Wednesday through the NFL season, 7.30 p.m. We'll catch you then. Otherwise, good luck in Week 7, and uh, we'll talk to you again. Stay classy. Week 8.